Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're having a fantastic day, as always. And be sure, if you need anything, to contact us at healthmasters.com. Lots of different specials and promos on sale right now, including the Sleep Like a Baby kit, along with the Healthy Immune System, and, of course, the product of the week, the Magnesium Brain Food Capsules on sale at healthmasters.com. Thank you for your support and continued emails and getting the information out there. As you guys know, yesterday I encouraged a lot of people to forward the Project Veritas link that displayed very clearly the absolute <laughs> just debacle and nonsense and should I say almost sadistic behavior of at least this one specific Pfizer employee, uh, George Walker, who was actively excited about how they were mutating viruses and what he called directed evolution. And this has now been interesting because those terminologies, directed evolution, Google has now been limiting the um, actual hits on them. I don't use Google. Somebody sent me a link earlier, and I was trying it out, and they've been massively trying to throttle down the links, including this guy's information, including all the stuff that he was talking about with Pfizer. Now, if you go to other alternative search engines, different ones besides Google, you'll actually start getting a ton of different links because this has been reposted now on hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of all media sites with this video of him basically bragging about doing directed evolution and manipulating viruses and literally swapping them from monkey to monkey to monkey, which is essentially the same concept of gain-of-function research and trying to figure out how aggressive, how bad you can make a virus and then continually adding stuff into it and turning it into a chimeric virus is what they did with COVID. And he's bragging about it, saying how it's going to be a cash cow. So, again, if you haven't watched the video, I encourage you to do so and forward it to everyone. This is, needs to be investigated immediately by Congress. The funding for Pfizer and everything that they've continued to get guaranteed from people purchasing, or should I say the federal government purchasing their shots from them for the tune of billions and billions of dollars, that needs to halt immediately. Congress has the ability to control the purse. This needs to stop. Giving a company that is blatantly involved in illegal and unethical mutations of viruses intentionally to create new viruses, to intentionally to create new vaccines, they need to be completely and totally investigated. So again, it is the responsibility of the citizenry to come out now and continue to forward these shows and make a huge explosion about this on social media and alternative media and demand some answers because this isn't okay behavior considering the fact that Pfizer made, I think, over 105, it was $105 billion last year, most of which was funded through federal government programs to provide the RNA gene therapy toxic injection to the general public. So something to continue getting out there and continue to speak the truth. Also, to in other news, this is kind of interesting and strange. You know, Dad brought up Damar Hamlin yesterday and the kind of the strange concept of what's going on with that and how he hasn't made any statements, any press conferences, anything after his, you know, heart incident on the field. And, you know, again, my condolences to him and the family of what they've gone through as far as with a cardiac event like that. It's a big deal. But I find it very odd. There's been zero zero interviews with him or discussing anything. Now, sadly enough, we see that Jesse Lemonier has now passed away at age 25. He was a linebacker for the Detroit Lions and the Los Angeles Chargers and was basically getting um, picked up by another team. 
and uh, he has suddenly died. They have not listed the cause of death, and this is essentially what we've been seeing now over the last year and a half between Europe and between the United States. There's nothing – this is unprecedented on every level. The top-tier, extremely top-tier athletes, some of the best in the world when it comes to athletics, when it comes to cardiovascular strength, when it comes to agility, that they've been dropping dead either on and off the field. We saw, we saw this repeatedly over in Europe with football or is what we call soccer over here. It was happening, I mean, all the time. There's video after video after video after video. People falling down and going to cardiac events. Now, ironically enough, the United States didn't really want to say anything about it. They kind of ignored it. Nothing to see here. Don't talk about it. We're just going to continue to pretend nothing's going on while Europe was watching it. And now as we're starting to see it slowly progress, it's something that it really needs to be brought up <laughs> and it really needs to be talked about in detail. And this is one of the reasons why I think we've seen so much propaganda continue to be pushed out now over the last six months on why the shot's good, everybody needs it, everything's safe with it, while every single bit of true, real information that comes out about it contradicts that very concept. And the fact that we have this Pfizer director now over the R&D of the mRNA shots blatantly bragging and going to detail now on video, I think it's pretty clear of what they've been working on and what they've been doing and what they plan on doing in the future. This is why I told you before I didn't think it was coincidental that these COVID variants continually keep popping up. In my opinion, I've told you this, and I've talked to numerous other guys that have been involved in scientific research, and they've told me the same thing. When you have RNA gene therapy that's allowed to be manipulated and tweaked, which Pfizer was allowed to do without any, without any disclosure to the FDA, and they had literally the complete and zero oversight of the FDA. They simply came in and said, hey, we've got a bivalent shot now. We don't need approval on it anymore. You've already rubber stamped it. We've changed this shot. However, they did, and suddenly now you start seeing variant after variant after variant after variant continue to change after more and more people continue to get more and more different shots. I don't find that coincidental at all, especially with the research that they have blatantly now admitted been working on, at least with this individual, Jordan Walker. So something to be aware of, something to address, and also something to get out there and speak the truth. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting. Paul Joseph Watson did an article yesterday talking about how the U.S. military-industrial complex is making some of its largest gains in recent history with the result of the war in Ukraine. <laughs> so data released by the State Department shows that U.S. weapons sales to other countries rose from $100 billion in 2021 to $153 billion in 2022, and they're projected to go even higher than that in 2023, yet there's really no crazy conflicts that we hear about going on other than Ukraine, right? Well, you'd think so, other than the fact that Yemen and numerous other countries are continually getting more and more weapons. And I've told you before, one of the contractors I knew told me that blatantly the weapons systems are not staying in Ukraine. Now, obviously, there are some systems and some platforms are, but a lot of the small arms and munitions and surface-to-air missiles and other things that are floating around simply drop right down in the Black Sea and go right through Istanbul and drop right into North Africa. It's not difficult to traffic weapons there, especially when you have literally no way of tracking them. As these military contractors drop weapons off in Ukraine, they're signed off for, and that's it. There's no tracking on anything from the U.S. Department at any point. It's now Ukraine's problem to figure out what they're going to do with it, and we kind of seen this now. Interestingly enough, Raytheon here, 
and with Lockheed Martin and Northrop, they're all having record revenues. Lockheed Martin is up 7.13% in the fourth quarter of 2022 alone. Northrop is up another 11.8% in revenue in the fourth quarter. Raytheon is up another 18%. And this, that's the, Raytheon's a company that makes the Patriot Air Defense Systems for a billion dollars a watt. They are they are doing really well. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> while we're watching record high inflation here, the United States continue to go up the scale while the interest rate is continually climbing. The inflation rate is not slowing down. You heard some report the other day they talked about how intra- or the uh, inflation rate went down, you know, zero point one percent. It's a complete and total lie. They're factoring in the energy sector as well, with fuel prices dropping, and it t- helped. It helped bring down the average however food and everything else is up another i think five to ten percent in the food industry a lot of other industries are up another five to ten to fifteen percent and inflation still so what you're starting to see here now is the inflationary rate continually rising along with the interest rates continually rising it's starting to squeeze the american economy very very quickly and now on top of that we see articles now i saw this article earlier that there was a massive fire that broke out as far as in another oil refinery, and uh, what's what's crazy about this is this is in Shamlet. Apparently, they got it under control, but now they're going to go in and do a big rehab rehash of the entire facility now and go through and update a lot of stuff. And it's always interesting to me how you suddenly start seeing all these random facilities. We saw this last year with food refineries and manufacturing plants and chicken farms, and suddenly it was like. There was a point in time, you guys remember the beginning of last year, there was like half a dozen fires at manufacturing and food plants and chicken farms in a period of like a couple weeks. It was like back to back to back to back to back. And the statistical probability of these manufacturing plants shutting down and all these farms and all these manufacturing plants all at the same time, virtually impossible considering how quickly they all happen. Now we're starting to see the same thing. What they're going to start doing is they're going to start squeezing the oil market. We've already seen this now because what's happened is the oil market is starting to have massive margins again that are starting to expand. The U.S. oil refining margins at a three-month high, and it's likely to go higher. What's interesting about this is the uh, diesel production plant in Louisiana that I just talked about that went on fire. It's shutting down now to revamp. Exxon Mobil said this week it's planning perform maintenance on several of its plants in Texas. And you've seen this now starting to go across the, the board where oil is going to start becoming more expensive as far as the refinery process. Fuel prices are starting to go up already while the supply is starting to go down. This is all 100% planned. They started this push during COVID. Then it started to go back up again. As far as when the price went down, then the price went back up. Then we saw with the Russia-Ukraine conflict, of course, the price went through the roof because it was Russia's fault. The speculation went through the roof. Then you continually heard him talk about, oh, there's a diesel shortage. There's a fuel shortage. Well, they have to do this, my friends, in order to try to continually push the EV market down everybody's face. The oil market and the fuel market and this entire energy sector has been based in the United States for you know 100 plus years and has been very effective, very efficient, and very profitable. Well, what's happened is now this entire other sector is coming in because they do not want people to be able to travel freely on their way. I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day. He was talking about an old 7.3 diesel that he had, you know, the old school Ford one. This is extremely reliable. And now they had one that they were using out west. 
and they had done the uh, conversion. All you got to do is do like a fuel pump conversion and a few other things. It's like a couple grand, and you can run the entire truck off vegetable oil. And they were actually going around and getting oil from a lot of different fast food companies. They had big barrels on this barn. Who showed it to me? And they were driving around on vegetable oil with this truck completely for free, basically. Once you do the conversion and you get a siphon tank, you just pump the oil right out of the tanks you get from the, you know, basically clean them, run them through a filter and uh, pump it in the truck and it drives around. It's funny because the truck smells like French fries when it's driving. But other than that, you pretty much have a fully self-sustaining truck that doesn't have to rely even on diesel fuel. And that's what a lot of these old diesel trucks could do. Most of them could be converted to that. But yet, Nobody's talking about that technology. Nobody's talking about, you know, even using some of the hydrogen fuel as far as with this and using water. None of that is being brought about. The only concept that we can do is come up with giant lithium ion batteries that go bad in 10 years and stuff them in cars at a premium. And then say after you drive on them for 10 years, they're essentially worthless. I told you guys the other day, Tesla's in a giant problem right now because, well, they ended up basically going in and doing these massive rebates on these cars. Somebody sent me a link the other day, and they said if people have heard about the massive price changes Tesla implemented over the last few weeks, I'm telling you this morning that any Tesla appraisals will be very conservative if I put a number on them at all. This is a Two minutes after the meeting, they got an online appraisal request for a 2022 Model 3 LR with 2,000 miles. Guy paid $50,000 for this Tesla. They put an $18,000 appraisal rate on it, $18,000 for a 2022 Tesla. And it's because they're not approving any amount of significant appraisal numbers on Tesla because they don't know what's going to happen with them. When you have vehicles that are new for $20,000 – and suddenly Tesla overnight goes, well, we're going to discount those products ten and $15,000 so we can move out inventory. Well, if anybody knows pricing indexes with vehicles, that absolutely crushes the used market on these. And there's a reason why. It's because a lot of people are very hesitant, especially after the winter that we've seen where the reports from people couldn't even charge their cars because it was so cold out. That seems to be a problem. So which would be better, that we still maintain diesel trucks that we can turn around and run off McDonald's vegetable oil like I just talked about or roll into this electric world where you can't even charge your vehicle when it's cold out because the battery warmers aren't working properly enough and you get 50 to 60 miles on a charge because basically the batteries aren't very efficient in cold weather. You'd be the judge on that, but there's a reason why they're doing what they're doing right now. And so, again, it's extremely important. We keep getting the truth out there and talking about what's really happening all across the board. What do you think, Dad? You know, Austin, it's always amazing to me how we have these people out there that are continuing to lie to us about the electric vehicles and how great they are. And all the tests they do with them, it's, they simply are great. And, and the crazy part about all of this stuff is they don't even need to be recharged because we have tested technology. We can charge them directly out of the atmosphere you know, with electromagnetics in the car and picking up the energy fields from the planet. But they won't give us that technology. They've had that technology for over 100 years. If we use that technology for a lithium-ion battery and it was continually recharging over and over all night, all day, all night, all day, you could drive it literally unlimited and never have to bother with recharging it. But the rechargeable stations that are around the country are simply not – there's not enough of them, and they take too long. And when these batteries get really, really, really cold, it takes days sometimes, if not weeks, they say, on some of these charging stations to get them to come up to full charge again because they don't want to charge. And, and it's crazy. They've been pushing this on us because it's all part of this, quote, green agenda that we've talked about so many times. And sadly, it's just, you know, it's just, it's just part of what it is. 
And then we have people that are basically bragging now and talking about how openly they lied to everybody, like Deborah Bricks. She's actually admitting to lying about the COVID vaccines to manipulate the American people. This is an appointee by Donald Trump, the one who likes to run around with the scarves on all the time. And uh, just, a, just a weirdo. It's not that I don't like scarves, but I don't like this woman. As they say in the article, one of the strangest parts of the COVID-19 pandemic has been all the public health experts who openly lied to the American people while expecting to be lauded as heroes in response. Certainly most of witnesses Dr. Anthony Fauci's grotesque level of arrogance over the years with numerous examples of the good doctor admitting to lying in order to get the outcome he desired from the public. For his efforts, he got magazine covers and million-dollar awards. But we shouldn't forget about Dr. Deborah Bricks, the other half of Donald Trump's initial COVID advisory team. Though she has rarely drawn the same ire as Fauci, there are little reason to believe she wasn't just as duplicitous. As Red State reported recently, Bricks is busy reporting and promoting her new book and, and contains several brazen admissions of dishonesty, including misleading the Trump administration by disobeying orders and altering reports. Quote, the pigheaded stupidity based on unwarranted hubris I can understand, perhaps even sympathizes with. However, here Bricks descends into what I think is criminally. Bricks dishonestly and illegally changed the guidance and instructions issued by people senior to her, and particularly those of President Donald Trump. Now, I want to ask – here's the question I'm asking here. Who told her to do this? Who told her to change the guidance and the instructions? If she didn't support what she was being told to do, she had an obligation to challenge those instructions openly and transparently and then to do what she was told to do. Even if she didn't like the order, she was obligated to resign. Every person who died alone in a hospital room, every business driven into bankruptcy, and every child who lost a edu- year of education due to Bricks' actions should be an account of felony indictment. Whether anything Bricks did reaches the level of criminality or not, I can't be sure, but there's a, no doubt that she had no business being in the position she was in and should face some form of reprisal for her actions. That was further underscored by the interview she did last week on Friday News with Neil Cavato, in which Bricks admitted she had lied about the efficacy of the vaccines. Quote, I knew these vaccines were not going to protect against infection, and I think we overplayed the vaccines. Claims that the vaccines protect against severe disease and hospitalization before saying 50 percent of those died in the Omicron were older and vaccinated. You know, then go, the article goes on to say what an incredible thing just to spit out on cable news while promoting a book. You can tell Bricks has no remorse and no fear at all that she might face backlash or brazenly lying in order to manipulate the American people. And let me stop here for a second. I don't know what they have on this woman. I don't know what they've done with this woman. I don't know why this woman did this. I have no idea why she did any of this stuff. So a lot of people are speculating, but let's take a look at let's take a look at um, Barack Obama for a second. Okay, let's take a look at what the the deep state has done. If Barack Obama is blatantly, basically, as we pretty much all know, openly gay, and Michelle's a transgender according to Joan Rivers, and yet they don't want the general population to know about it, they continue to manipulate the mindset of the people here in the United States. You know, is that not something that the people that are running the planet with Mossad and MI6 and CIA and FBI apparently now in some of the different circles that are running around would do in order to manipulate these people via F. Jeffrey Epstein and what's happened with Epstein Island and all the videotapes? Remember the thousands of hours of videotape that we have these top people molesting these young girls that we were never allowed to even know who the people were? Wouldn't that be a great idea for these guys that are so completely sociopathic to the core? That they will do anything and say anything and promote anything and lie about anything in order to get their agenda accomplished? Wouldn't it make sense if they really wanted to control everybody, that they would get them on videotape and get them to lie and only put people in positions of power that were completely and totally compromised? And I'm not saying this is bricks. I'm not saying this any of these people. I'm not making any accusations. I'm just saying why aren't we being told the truth? Why are we not being given the list of people that are involved? 
Why are we not doing that? Why are we not being involved in any of this stuff as far as being told who these people are and what the truth is about what they've done? You know, it, it's crazy to me. Uh, yesterday, I spoke to a, a young lady, and she was having all kinds of issues with her skin. I mean, bad, 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 bad issues. She was getting brown spots all over her arms, all over her legs. And, and, this, and we started talking about what was happening. And, and all, all of a sudden, I told her, I said, there's an urgent breaking updated summation that the spike protein of SARS-CoV-2 is delivered to all organs via the endothelium and produces systemic nonsense mRNA transcriptions resulting in hyperaccelerated aging. Now, the problem is when you tell this to someone that basically they're going to have this process happen and that with neurodegenerative diseases and cardiac arrests and all these horrible things, it's not a happy, happy conversation. And she asked me, well, what can you do about this? And I said, well, you've rewritten your DNA. And she says, well, I used to work for Johnson & Johnson, and I trusted them on the first shot. I don't trust them at all anymore. I said, no, it's causing massive premature aging. And that's why your skin's doing what it's doing. Her legs were so covered in these brown spots, you'd call them liver spots, and her arms were so covered. And she was having to put makeup on them trying to cover them up, and they were having to do biopsies on these spots to see if she had if these were cancerous. That's how bad it was. And this is happening all over the country with people that are having premature aging because of this stuff. You know, it's unbelievable that we have actually got ourselves into a situation like this. And now there are some things that you can do supposedly to help prevent this stuff. Of course, that would be the antioxidants that we've talked about so many times on the show. You know, the A, the C, the E, the D, quercetin, and also turmeric. They're, they're, they're basically potentially powerful ways to stop this. But guys, people need to take the supplements. They have to do that. You know, course, sources will bind to prion proteins. We know that. It's, 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 it, it, in contrast to conventional studies with the amyloid drugs, quercetin accelerates fibrillation of the proton protein, which is a good thing, the prion protein. Quercetin turns these fibrils into proteasensitive, structural, loose, and non-cytocrytogenic forms. Quercetin shows a uniqueness in atypical anti-amulogenic drugs. This also helps to reduce the risks of Alzheimer's disease. So, guys, turmeric and quercetin. You know, we have quercetin in our vitamin C with antioxidants. It's that important. I take eight of those a day, every single day. And turmeric alone will reduce the prion fibril formation significantly. Curcum, the turmeric, effectively rescues the cells from apoptosis and decreases the ROS level caused by the subsequent co-incubation with prion amyloid fibrils. I mean, all of this stuff is so important. You take these supplements every day, especially, guys, especially if you've taken these shots. It's, I don't know what to say. I know a lot of people are forced to take them. A lot of people are thinking, I cannot believe that this has happened. I cannot believe that I've got myself in this situation. I cannot believe that I complied to this. And, but the reality is, is that a lot of people have complied, and a lot of people have done this. I mean, what is it, 200 million people, 250 million people in the United States took the shot and took multiple boosters? And this lady says she didn't have any side effects from the first shot. Then the booster shot is what did this to her. And we're seeing more and more and more of this. And the remorse, the post-shot remorse, the post-shot dissonance of people is everywhere. So take the quercetin, take the vitamin C, take the vitamin C that we have, the antioxidants with the quercetin, and take the turmeric every single day. Take 10 turmeric twice a day if you need to to stop all of this amyloid buildup in your system. Take the, take the D3K2. Take the potassium iodide, everything to build your immune system back up and to heal your body. Really, really important we do this. By the way, this is a crazy story, but I'm going to read it anyhow. Mathematics isn't racist, and it can't be racist, as some claim. <laughs> Remember, if you say 2 plus 2 is equal to 4, you're a racist bigot. <laughs> it's just like you, you can't make this up. You know, Washington, D.C., 
January 24th, 2023, woke extremists are teaching at major universities have begun attacking the square root of minus one, circles not governed by RT, by, by, by pi, and numbers which are irrational, leading some to think that they are themselves are being irrational as well as endangering their own credibility and the credibility of those fighting legitimate racism, argues mathematician John Bounshoff. Professors are increasingly claiming that subjects are far removed from any consideration of race or ethnicity, including mathematics, which has been called the queen of sciences, are racist, sexist, homophobic, and much more. But since claims, but since such claims are impossible, they are destroying the credibility of those who are fighting real racism, the professor says. And he's absolutely right. The latest example of the growing trend is Louis Leva, an associate professor of mathematics education at Vanderbilt, who just delivered a lecture claiming that Math is white, <laughs> and it's a system of male straight conforming to assigned sexual system of power. Unfortunately, his views were given considerable credence because he made them at what was called the largest mathematics gathering in the world, joined mathematics meetings in 2023. He is far from the only one making such claims. University of Illinois' math professor Rochelle Gunerditz has criticized math classes as a tool of whiteness. And <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying not to laugh. An article in the Journal of Mathematics Education by CUNY, uh, New York uh, professor Lori Rubel, argued that concepts sometimes related to math, meritocracy, and colorblindness are ideological precepts that disadvantage minorities. Okay, so one plus one is two unless you're a minority. Okay? What about one plus one is two unless you're German or unless you're a Russian or unless you're, you know, Swiss or unless you're, you know, Caucasian, or unless you're black, unless you're Hispanic, unless you're Chinese. I mean, this is insanity. So now you're a bigot if you think one plus one is equal to two, and you can't say that anymore because it shows that you're a racist, which means what they're going to do is this. They're going to decrease the significance of mathematics on the different test scores that are being used to get into the higher educational systems, and they're going to continue to dumb down people who are getting into college who cannot basically do one plus one or what 15% of 100 is or whatever. They can't do that math, but they're going to be allowed to go into college, and they're going to be allowed to become professors and teachers. Well, then you know what's going to happen, and they're going to teach your children, if you leave them in the school system, on how math is racist and you don't need math. So we're going to continue to dumb down the education system more and more and more and more as these crazy whackbags do all of this stuff. And you sit back and you look at it and you go, you know, this is just not possible. This is actually happening, but it is happening because, again, they're turning everything upside down. And I've told you guys so many times what is up will be down, what will be good will be bad, and they're going to do everything they possibly can to destroy Christianity, destroy our culture, destroy Western civilizations. So when they do that, they will say order out of chaos and they will rebuild what they want in the ashes. Wow. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Well, again, we're watching this two-tiered system start to come really to a true formation here in the United States. For years, you know, it's been kind of building and we've watched it and now we're reaching a tipping point now to where it's very, very clear cut. They're not even trying to hide their agenda anymore. We've seen it in numerous, numerous times where, again, January 6th is a perfect example, you know, where January 6th individuals, some of which were simply trespassing, have still been indicted and, you know, drug out of different states and drug up to, you know, D.C. and held without bail because they're a flight risk for trespassing on capital grounds and total bogus charges. But yet you've got 
literally thousands and thousands of individuals who were arrested over 2020 with Antifa groups and Black Lives Matter groups, and almost all of them that I have researched personally, there may be some that are you know an anomaly, but almost all of them that I've researched personally all have their charges dropped, or they were dropped down to just basic misdemeanors through 20 hours community service and just disappears. Yet they were burning down police stations. I mean, burning down police stations, assaulting law enforcement. I mean, all kinds of crazy stuff. Don't, don't worry about that. Nothing to see here. And we're watching the same thing happen now. I saw an article earlier from Atlas Gym with Ian Smith Fitness up there in New Jersey. If you guys recall, he's the one who had the Atlas Gym that decided to reopen during COVID. And he's, they put the doors back up and padlocked them, said he couldn't go in, and they pulled the doors off. And they said, fine, we're not open. We're simply taking donations, and we're an open business for people to come in and do whatever they want, but we're not operating. You know, you, you, you can come in and use the facility if you want to make a donation. That's fine with us. And they went back and forth. They got arrested multiple times, were in court repeatedly. And the thing about it was they never, they never went out and assaulted anybody. They never burned down a building. They never flipped cars over. They never threw fireworks with nails on them at law enforcement agents. They never pulled people out of cars and beat them. In fact, they never did anything other than trying to encourage people to get fresh air and exercise up in New Jersey and maintain their overall health and exercise during COVID. Ironically enough, they never had any any COVID case linked back to them. And he put out an article yesterday, and he said nearly 1,000 days – after members of Atlas Gym were harassed, arrested, and given citations by Belmar PD for being part of a standing up against lockdowns, the court cases have been settled. Everybody has been found guilty of disturbing the peace. We worked out why BLM rioted and burned down streets. Absolute joke. And he goes into detail how the entire protest of the lockdowns were people coming to the gym and working out and standing around and exercising, doing cardio and doing outside workouts. And they, that was their protest. They said, no, you can't tell people they can't exercise. You don't have a right to come to somebody and say you can't go outside and train freely. You can't go into a gym and do incline bench. You can't tell people they can't do that. And law enforcement went back and forth for months and months and months and months. Yes, you can. You can't do this. You can't do this. But – at the exact same time they were doing this, BLM was literally rioting. At some point, hundreds of thousands descended. If you remember in L.A., when they shut down the entire city, they blockaded the entire city. There were drone videos of it. You guys saw it. Like people as far as you could see in every single direction, protesting and rioting. Oh, that's a peaceful protest. We can't, we can't tell that violates their rights for them to be able to peacefully assemble. You know, they've got to peacefully assemble with their, you know, their mortar rockets and all their grenades that they've improvised and all their rocks and, you know, Molotov cocktails. That's all, that's all part of their peaceful protest. We can't say anything about that. This is part of the two-tiered system, exactly what Dad's saying, and I'm not convinced, and this is what I personally think, the entire reasoning why they're pushing this – Common core math in this critical race math now that, you know, one plus one equals two is now racist. If you're white and you say that, I don't even really understand the concept of that is because they're going to try to bring in this next phase of generation, this current one now coming up behind Generation Z. And they're going to try to make them so ignorant with mathematics that finances and money and savings and investments, that concept is going to completely elude them. They're not going to know anything about it. 
They're not going to understand what a 4% interest rate on a money market account is if you have $100,000 in that account. They're not going to understand what an 8 or 9% interest rate is when you go and buy a vehicle. They're not going to understand what a 10% mortgage rate is on a house loan. They're not going to understand any of that. The math isn't going to make sense. So what's going to be the easiest way to keep these people subdued? Well, <laughs> they'll own nothing and they'll like it, right? That's what they've already talked about, the smart cities. They're not going to own your apartment. You're going to live in your apartment while you're using it, and then if you, you go somewhere, then other people are going to move in your apartment, and you're going to use Uber and Lyft to drive around, and you're basically not going to own anything at all. Everything's going to be this collective socialist mindset to where nobody can understand anything. The only way you can do that to a society is you have to remove the entire concept of mathematics and basic arithmetic out of their skulls. They have no idea. They can't, they can't put the two together. You know, what's 50 plus 82? I don't know. That's, that's racist. You can't ask me that. I don't know, man. You're racist for asking me that question, bro. I just, I just, I just want to go smoke my pot and go sit in my apartment. Leave me alone. I need my visual reality goggles, my virtual reality. Where are they at? I give, I'm triggered now. I'm going to go to my safe space. That's literally what you're going to end up with. You're going to end up with a society that has no concept of anything when it comes to reality. And I think that's the overall goal because never, never in the point of history, especially when it's come to math, has this a moronic concept ever actually even been talked about, much less taught in schools. Never has. Math has been a pretty hard staple for thousands of years now. And yet suddenly, suddenly in this woke movement, it's now racist. Just like if you know a grown man walks into the bathroom with your daughter now, oh, you can't say anything to him about that because you know that's that's transphobic. You can't you can't tell him he can't stand there and watch your daughter because you know you'd hurt his feelings. No, I'm going to get in a physical altercation with him if my daughter screams in the bathroom because there's a grown man in there. I don't care the consequences. I will protect my family any and all costs. I don't care about somebody's feelings at all. It's not my problem. Your feelings don't supersede my family's safety because you're a complete and total pervert. That concept has eluded everybody now in the most case in the United States where we're now with this tiny group of perverts that are in society are now being pandered to by the majority for fear of offending somebody. That's the concept that you're telling everybody. The people that are smart and awake and alert and educated are now being silenced so we don't offend the small, tiny, tiny percentage of perverts that are running around. That has never not one time been acceptable in society at all. That has never been done. You know why? Because it's idiotic. It's stupid. It doesn't go along with a civilized society. It goes along with a complete and total perverted society that – dare I say, is attempting to try to make every thought of every man evil all the time? Hmm. Guess you could throw those two together there and figure it out. While at the same time we're watching all these things happen, remember what I just talked about? The concept of finances and the concept of what you're being charged is starting to be dissipated in society now? Well, Amazon, one palm scanning payment systems are starting to spread all over the country. Remember, I talked about them last year, how they had rolled them out at that Texas Whole Foods, and they had brought it up that other Seattle Whole Foods up there. Well, now they're rolling it out. There's a whole video now that's been blasted out online where uh, uh, KPIX talks about it in detail. Viral's gone video. Uh, the video's gone viral where there's people at this Amazon One bookstore, and they're going in and setting up their account, and they, they put their debit or credit card in. 
Then they put their hand over this reader, and they move their hand around, and it picks up everything from every crease to every fingerprint to every vein in your hand and records it. Then you take your card out. You have an account. You can walk in, grab what you want, bring it up, scan it, as, or before you even get to the register, put your hand over it, automatically goes right to your account, charges it, and you walk out. Don't even have to have a wallet with you. Don't even have to have a debit card with you. Well, again, that's the overall goal, isn't it? So you don't even know anything if you're getting. You don't even know what you're paying in most cases. I guarantee people are doing this and not really concerned about it. Oh, man, it's cool. I'm going to scan my hand. Kind of reminds me back to Revelations, isn't it? The mark of the beast. You're scanning your hand. You're scanning your forehead in order to buy or sell. Pretty creepy stuff that's going on. And yet in this video, ironically enough, people were more and more and more apt to do it. However, though, there should be a lot of severe questions just on the privacy standpoint of this, this Amazon expansion of this biometric data collection through Amazon One, it should be raised some serious question, guys, about what their plans are for this data and respect for your privacy, including how they're going to use this data for advertising and tracking purposes. Remember, your handprint is unique to you. That's I mean, it. It's like your retina. Retina is even more unique, but handprint's pretty unique. I mean, from the veins to the lines to the creases to the fingerprints to the palm. It's you. Then now all of a sudden they can start going in and scanning stuff. And the next one that they're rolling out next will be the retina scan. They've already done it in airports. They're going to start rolling that out. And that's why they portrayed it in Minority Report with the retina scanning. And so, again, this is something that don't go along with it. I'm still a big proponent of actually checking out with live people when I go to a store. I really don't like the self-checkouts because they're intentionally doing this to remove more people from society as far as in the job market. And are they doing it because so many people are starting to die and exit the market? I know we're reaching a point right now where the baby boomers are retiring at a pace faster than individuals are filling jobs from the younger market because of the growth rate has decreased. They've talked about that now repeatedly. Now we're starting to see that the younger generation, for some odd reason that Nobody can figure out, and I say that sarcastically, or dying suddenly. I saw another article the other day. They were blaming something to do with basically going out and exercising now is contributing to people dying suddenly with heart attacks. Now, let me say this. Going out and pushing yourself extremely aggressively when you're not conditioned and trying to go run five miles when you've been a couch potato for 10 years isn't the best idea from a cardiac standpoint. There's no question about that. But this concept now is saying that you know outdoor exercise may be contributing to sudden deaths and cardiac events in young adults. Really? Really? Going out and walking and exercising outside something that has been going on for literally thousands of years is now somehow contributing to cardiac events and sudden deaths in young adults? Uh, no, I'm pretty confident it's the fact the only variable that has changed over the last couple thousand years is that people have been getting injected with RNA gene therapy shots. They were completely and totally untested. Guys, there's a reason why shots take anywhere, vaccines take anywhere from four to ten years to get approved. There's a reason why they warp speeded this shot in three months because they knew if they had three to four to five to ten years of clinical trials, there was no way they were going to be able to keep that under the lid without it getting out that people were dying significantly from the clinical trials year after year. They tried more and more and more. I had a good friend of mine that I've known my whole life. She's like my older sister, and she was asking me yesterday about the tetanus shot because you know she's no longer pro-vaccine whatsoever. And she goes, you know, she goes, I've done research, Austin. She goes, I found you know the tetanus shot, 
is, you know, probably to what to the tetanus itself is one of the only things that's fairly contractible that can be very deadly. And, you know, the tetanus shot seems like it does have some positive perks to it. And I said, well, I said, there's two schools of thought to it. I said, yes, it's definitely something that it can kill you. I said, however, the thing about it is with the concept of tetanus, I said, we're going back, you know, a hundred years to where the health care system and the ability for us to clean you know wounds and basically heal wounds up has greatly evolved naturally i said you know back in the day a lot of times tetanus could be an issue because people were working constantly outside that they lacerated their hand open well they go home at the end of the day you know pour a bottle of alcohol on it and wrap it back up with another cloth and maybe clean it out the next day or the day after after they got done working and i said hygiene and sanitation and bandage care was not nearly as good as it is today and the concept no, was, wasn't really understood on how important that was. I said, secondly, I said they intentionally took the tetanus shot and they interwove it with the DTaP vaccine, with the diphtheria pertussis tetanus altogether so that they could come in now. And if you wanted to get the tetanus shot, you now have to get this hodgepodge of other toxins injected into you. I said, here's the thing that I have found. I said, I did have a singular tetanus shot when I was 12 to go to camp. Said got sick from it, but it was a singular one-use ampule, and I said, quite frankly, that's the only time I got the tetanus shot. I never had it before then. I said, so the your two-year-old son at any point in time in the near future getting even a singular tetanus shot, I said – I don't really see a huge reason for it in the current healthcare system we have right now with the amount of you know bandage care and knowledge that we have in that area. I said, but that's completely up to you. That's just my personal opinion on it. And she goes, Well, what you know, what's the side effects from it? She said, Tell the shot and make you pretty sick. I said, I got it when I was twelve, it made me sick. And I said, Here's the other thing too. I said, I never had the tetanus shot up until I was twelve. I said I was literally a, a dirt head, a motorhead. I was a, I rode motocross and did karate and was outside building forts and building dirt ramps and going out in the lake every single day. And I mean, I said I had all kinds of injuries and scratches and cuts and scrapes and stitches and everything when I was growing up. I said, yet I never seemed to contract tetanus. Yet I never had the vaccine. I said so. You do that with what you want. I said, but quite frankly, I said, it's not something that I would be in any concern or rush to do right now with a two-year-old, especially not until he gets a lot older and he may be more apt to get involved in some type of activity where he is going to be you know, working on construction with rusty nails and stuff. And I said, but other than that, I said, I don't think it's something worth injecting him with right now, especially at such a young age with such an undeveloped immune system. Makes no sense at all right now. And again – that's just my personal opinion from what I've researched and knowledge that I've gathered from other doctors. So this is why I continue to tell people, do your own research. Because she's told me, she's like, oh, yeah, the pediatricians constantly try to push him to get shots. I tell him, no, we're, we're deferring those right now. We're going to handle those with a, with a different pediatrician later on in the future. And, of course, the pediatrician's always getting mad. And, oh, you've you got to get a shot. We're not going to see you again. Okay, we'll go to a different one then. But why in the world is it an issue for a child to continue to keep getting shots if he is perfectly healthy? Hmm? Or if all the other kids are continually getting shots, why does he have to get the shot? That's always been the funny one that I've always asked. Well, if all the other kids in your pediatrician office, you got a 99% you know, injection rate, and you get your nice big fat bonus from Blue Cross Blue Shield, why does it matter if one other kid isn't injected? Because all the other kids are technically protected, right? Because that's how your vaccines allegedly work. Once they get the shot, they can't get it. 
Oh, well, well, you know, it's, you got to have herd immunity with everybody. Oh, so that only works if everybody's injected. Well, that makes no sense at all whatsoever. <laughs> so again, this is why it's so important to continually ask questions and get the truth out there to everyone that has ears to hear as much as you possibly can. What do you think, Dan? Uh, again, I want to emphasize what Austin said. Uh, this is Austin's opinion, you know, and basically not something you guys need to rely on. You need to make your own decision, your own opinion on any kind of shots that you get. We're not giving you any kind of medical advice on the show. We're not doing that. I'll give you some health advice as far as what supplements to take and what helps build the immune system. That we'll talk about. But if you decide not to get a tetanus shot, that's on you. If you decide not to get your child a tetanus shot, that's on you. Do your own research and make these decisions. The biggest thing I've seen with tetanus, and I've quote, frankly, I've never seen anybody diagnosed with tetanus ever, is that when you step on, like Austin said, you start dealing with rusty nails and you step on one, it goes through your shoe, it goes into your foot, and, and basically can get infected and encapsulated inside your body and create a tetanus problem. But again, a lot of that's proper wound care. It's very, very important. If you have a puncture wound like that, you go to the doctor, you get it treated, and make sure you get it cleaned out really well. It's so, so very, very important. So just use your own discernment, use your own discretion, and make your own decision on what you want to do concerning any medical treatments that you choose or not to choose for you and your family. I just want to issue that disclaimer because it's very, very, very important that we realize that every single person has to make their own health decisions. If you want to eat you know, Twinkies and ding-dongs and cupcakes all of your life, and you come down with adult set on diet, adult set on diabetes, don't tell us we didn't warn you. That's the bottom line. If you want to go out and have all these different things put into your body and you start having all these horrible side effects, don't tell us that we didn't warn you because there's side effects to pretty much every medication. There's side effects to vitamins. You feel better. You feel your tissue. Those are side effects. You heal your tissue. You start feeling great. Your immune system gets stronger. All these different things that you put in your body have different reasons. You use them in different foods. There's different minerals in different foods. That's why foods are different colors. There's the vitamins in different foods, and they all feed, they feed the body and heal the body. There's a reason essential fats are so important in food because they heal the body. They keep the brain healthy. And when we go, we come in and we tell the body that we have to keep the cholesterol below 100, and we realize that all disease rates go through the roof, particularly cancer, when the cholesterol goes under 200. Why would they tell us that? Why would they tell us that you can't produce test? You know, why don't they not tell us that when it goes really, really low? You can't produce testosterone. Your libido falls through the floor, and you can't maintain good muscle mass. And that the testosterone and all these things are being built from the cholesterol in the body. They don't tell you any of that either. So the whole point is this: they want to reduce the population of the planet. They want to get the planet as sick as they possibly can, so that people will be more compliant. They really understand this. Very, very important. By the way, I'm going to go a little bit esoteric here for a second. UF, UFO reports by U.S. troops have skyrocketed to over 500. A new declassified U.S. government report on UFO sightings by U.S. troops has revealed hundreds of new cases. The U.S. National Defense Office is now aware of 510 reported sightings, an increase of over the 144 compiled in the spy agency's first 2021 assessment. Nearly half of the new sightings were deemed unremarkable and attributed human origins, according to the report. However, more than 100 of the counters remain unexplained. Report says that encounters with UFOs, which the government calls unidentified aerial phenomenon, because UFOs are gone now, continue to uh, occur in restricted or sensitive airspace, highlighting possible concerns for safety and national security. Of the 366 new reports, 26 were determined to be drones, 163 were balloons. Of course, there are always going to be balloons, right? And six aerial objects were attributed to clutter. Okay, how do you get clutter up there? Maybe it's a floating balloon or something. Who knows? The report was issued to part to help destigmatize experiences with UFOs and improve air safety. And it says increased reports of encounters are indeed the result of a concentrated effort to destigmatize the topic of 
UFOs and instead recognize the potential risk that posed as a safety and flight hazard and potential adversarial activity, the report states. This goes on to say that 171 sightings still remain uncharacterized and unattributed, meaning they don't know what they are. Some of these uncharacterized UFOs appear to have demonstrated unusual flight characteristics or performance abilities and require further analysis. So at least they're actually coming out and seeing this. I remember I was up in North Carolina last year. It was really crazy. I was looking out over the mountaintops at, at, at our place that we have up there. We have a little, little, I guess, little guest quarters we built up there. Stay up there in an RV. And I remember I was standing out on the front porch, and I saw something that looked like it was about 4,000 feet in the air fall straight down, and it goes straight up again. It was bright white light. I thought, what the heck was that? It was, it was miles away from me. And I thought, wow, nothing acts like that. Nothing works like that. What could that have possibly been? So these are the things that I've seen throughout my lifetime, and I've noticed that you know they're not stopping. They are not very often, but I do still see them. So we have to ask ourselves a question of what are these things and what are they involved in? Now, what we need to realize is there are a lot of these things that are out there that are real. Okay, they, They're real. We don't know what they are. We got that, but we know that also inside of Operation Paperclip, the America's secret program that employed 1,600 Nazi scientists into its labs, and I think it was much higher than 1,600, by the way. During Operation Paperclip, the records of premier German scientists were expunged so they could secretly work in America's labs to give the U.S. a leg up, including Werner von Braun, over the Soviets in the Cold War. In the immediate wake of World War II, the Allies were widely venerated for their role in ending the reign of the Third Reich, but the Allied powers also made controversial decisions in secret that were kept classified for decades. Perhaps the most contentious was the Operation Paperclip. At the end of the war, the Allies scrambled to collect German intelligence and technology that may otherwise fall into the hands of the Soviet Union as the impending Cold War threatened to destroy the hard-won peace. The United States granted a slew of Nazi scientists immunity for their war crimes so they could work in their labs instead of the Russian ones. Now, what's funny about this and this Nazi research goes back to the Glocke, which was basically a bell that could go interdimensionally. Uh, there were thousands and thousands of rockets at Peramundo. And, and we started realizing these people had gotten this advanced technology. Now, I'm not really talking about this a lot on a show today, but I can mention it briefly. A lot of the people said that this technology came from the Viril Maidens, which were a group of women that had some type of interdimensional interface into another dimension that were giving them these ideas. Now, whether that's all true or not, I don't know. That seems to be pretty well documented. In 1945, as the Allies began to claim reclaim territory across Europe, they also began confiscating German intelligence and technology for themselves. Then in March of that year, a Polish lab technician discovered pieces of the Ostenburg list, hastily stuffed into the Bonn University toilet and delivered it to the U.S. intelligence. At first, the United States was concerned merely with capturing and interrogating the scientists, but they realized these guys had incredibly high IQs, and they realized with their work in Penamindu, they could be used for long-range guided missiles. And so they basically recruited them and gave them full immunity for anything they'd been involved in as far as the Third Reich. Operation Paperclip sanctioned the project through President Truman, which I don't care for President Truman, by the way. But Truman, I have to admit, this was better than Eisenhower. Eisenhower was a nightmare. He also ordered that the program could not recruit just any documented Nazis, but also realized that many of these men they wanted off this Ostenberg list were Nazi sympathizers, and so they had to find a way to circumvent the law. Now, let me stop here for one second. Let me say something about this with this President Truman and Eisenhower. Let me tell you why I said that. Eisenhower set up death camps in Germany after World War II. You guys can look it up yourself, and you can read about it. Just call them Eisenhower death camps. And because these Germans basically surrendered by the millions to the Allies as they were coming into East, I mean, into Western Europe, he put them behind barbed wire. And they were classified not as prisoners but as enemy combatants, I guess. And so they bypassed the Geneva Convention, and he let millions of them starve to death behind barbed wire 
for years as they were left out in the cold, out in the rain, out of the snow, and without ample amounts of food. This is what Eisenhower did. You guys can look it up yourself and make a decision on what you want to believe. But he did that. I'm telling you that. And this is crazy because he had he literally had millions on his desk. And he absolutely hated Germans. He wanted them all destroyed, he said. So all of this stuff is part of the history books that basically were hidden from you. There's a really good book. It's called The Bad War by King. I've posted it multiple times. You know, the PDF is free online. You can read it because Amazon banned it. You need to read that book and see it from that perspective of what happened with World War II so you can at least see both sides of this. Remember what Scott Fitzgerald said? This, I'm, I'm paraphrasing this. The side of true intelligence is to look at both sides of an argument at once and see exactly what you want to believe and what you don't want to believe. But then we have all of this stuff happening with Operation Paperclip. And I remember Bob Hope had a, had a show one time on TV, and he was basically talking about Sputnik and how the Russian scientists had put a basically a, a spaceship into outer space into Earth orbit. And he was joking on the TV, and he says, well, this only goes to prove one thing, that their German rocket scientists are smarter than our German rocket scientists. I kid you not. That's what he said. You guys can look it up. And that's what they did with Operation Paperclip. But we need to understand that this whole group of people were working together to fake certain types of things, including – this just came out with the Daily Mail. Some of the top Nazis that were out there were basically being told – we were being told they were committing suicide, and they weren't. Did the U.S. fake top Nazi W-2 World – did the U.S. fake top Nazis World War II suicide and spirit him away to get hands on Hitler's secret weapons program? This is SS General Hans Kammer was the head of construction and defense projects. He planned forced labor facilities in Auschwitz and the two rocket plans. And officially, he committed suicide in Prague. But the new documentary says his suicide was faked by the Americans who wanted Hitler's weapons programs. So you guys can take a look at that. I'm posting that on the news site. And then one more thing. Remember when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died and I said there was a giant splash in the Lake of Flyers? She basically touched down in hell. And I played Ding Dong, The Witch is Gone from The Wizard of Oz for that show to let, me know, let everybody know how much, I, how much I appreciate her. Well, guess what? It's demonic. Daily Mail. Eight-foot gold statue with twisting horns and tentacles play homage to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Fight for abortion rights is erected on New York City courthouse. The local, locals are mocking the satanic statue as a satanic eyesore. Guys, find out who you can't criticize find out who they keep forcing in front of you find out what they want you to believe and what the programming is and you'll understand how they control the planet i love you guys i've not yet had the opportunity to pray for you this morning but i will in a few minutes i appreciate all of you have a wonderful wonderful weekend remember you keep on the armor of god and remember jesus is our answer he's the only answer we have because through christ we can do all things because through him and through the power that raised him from the dead it dwells in you i love you guys Austin, finish it up and i will talk to you guys on monday you're absolutely right, and this is the fact of the matter of when you constantly see things that repeat on the mainstream media over and over and over again. If it's all the exact same verbatim text on every single news outlet, guys, it's not news. It's propaganda at that point. There's always different sides to every story, and there's also different facts that come about. When you hear the same people say the same thing all in unison at the same time, and then they say nobody else can say anything about the situation that's occurring – that it's you know, forbidden. There is no other side to the narrative. There is no other story. You can't talk about it. Like Dad said, you find out who you can't criticize. You find out real quick who's running the show behind the scenes. And we've seen that now very clearly with numerous individuals who have come out and said things and brought things up. And then suddenly, oh no, you can't. They can't do this. They can't do that. You can, they can't say this. That's hate speech. It's funny now to me how pretty much anything that the mainstream media doesn't go along with it's either misinformation or hate speech so that means again like i said 
when it's the same thing over and over and over again, it's not news. It's propaganda. That's why it's so important to continually get the truth out there. The other day I saw an article. It was talking about how the World Economic Forum is discussing how cyber attacks are now a global threat and how it calls for a global response and enhanced and coordinated action globally. And they went on to say there that the growth of cybercrime industry was only around $3 trillion a year in 2015, and they're expected to be $10.5 trillion by 2025. It means that if cybercrime was a state, it would be the third largest global economy after U.S. and China. Now, I don't believe for one second that all these things are continually these random hackers that are sitting in their mom's basement trying to ransom people money to get Bitcoin sent to them. I don't believe that for one bit. I think you may have some individuals in certain countries that are professional hackers and they are cybercrime enthusiasts and they are involved in stuff. No question about that. But I personally think a lot of these major groups, they're funded by deep state operations with the CIA Mossad. That's personally what I've had conversations with about people who have been involved in cybersecurity. That a lot of these groups, they're backed by the groups that are running the show and what they're going to start doing. This is just what I've heard. And again, this is I'm not. Don't quote me on this because it's just what I've heard. I can't verify this. But a lot of what they're going to start doing over the next couple of years is they're going to start using cyber crimes for essentially bail-ins. All of a sudden, oh, the bank was hacked. Your account got $100,000 torn out of it, and we're sorry. We're going to be working as we can to try to reinstate you the best we possibly can. But the FDIC has an insurance, doesn't have enough insurance to cover the entire bank because it was cyber attack. They had you know, $150 billion stolen from it. Always remember what these guys do behind the scenes and always remember how they have their narratives already lined up before they even do stuff. The fact that they're already throwing this out there at the World Economic Forum and saying this is going to be the next big thing and cyber crime and cyber attacks and stealing people's money out of their accounts, they're kind of telling you what they're planning on doing. My friends, I hope you have a blessed, safe, awesome weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Be sure to check out the website over the weekend if you need anything. The vitamin C is back in stock. We got more of the vitamin C with the antioxidants and the powder got a whole new shipment of that back in along with the healthy immune system also over 10% off on that kit and also the magnesium brain food capsules on sale for product of the week over 10% off y'all have a blessed safe awesome evening and a great weekend we'll talk to you again on this show Monday as always Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.